Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. New year, new hopefully strict schedule with Monday releases. We were on break for a little bit. Uh, sorry, I apologize for that. And the usual place that we record the podcast is closed for two weeks, so we're kind of doing a run and gun setup here. We brought some stuff home and we're we're recording, but we wanted to get another podcast out for you guys. So uh, with me today are the usual people. We'll start with uh, your favorite uh, host co-host tyler born thank you very much for uh tuning in again and uh we'll just hand this off to nick <laughs> happy new year merry christmas my name is nick town and welcome back to the town brothers podcast we have a lot of movies to talk about today i'll probably go about four hours long so go ahead and give us a two and a half star rating and maybe it'll go up as the podcast episode goes on thank you for tuning in i don't know how you handle the pressure of the uh there is no pressure because i have no brain cells that explains it Okay, so starting things off, uh, we got news, then we go trailers, and we talk about the 85 movies that we watched over the past break. Um, But starting off, uh, just a little tidbit, Johnny Depp is planning, since they're planning like the reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean. Coke. Johnny Depp is (laughs) exiting from Pirates of the Caribbean, and it will save producers $90 million. Is that how much it costs? I don't know. That is awesome. Good for them. How much did he get paid for Fantastic Beasts? Can we look that up? I hope not a lot because he uh, He, he had like eight minutes of screen time. Keep Colin Farrell. $400 billion. Better actor. I agree. And probably cheaper. It would have been way cooler if it was Johnny Depp in the first one and then at the end it's revealed to be Colin Farrell. Well, it's like the thing with these movies, especially like um, the Harry Potter movies with Johnny Depp, is you don't need big names to bring people in the seats. They literally never had one. Ray Fiennes isn't a huge name to play the big bad villain. He was incredible. And then you go cast Why would the you biggest cast? name you could to, possibly, the most expensive human on the planet, and he's barely in the movie anyway. To people like us, Ray Fiennes is like a big name. But like when they casted him probably for Voldemort, everyone was like, who's this guy? And then they probably looked him up, and it was one of those things where it's like, why who's, would they cast who's him? Who's Ralph? Uh, Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Who is that? All right, a go good out. actor. Yeah, good actor. But it's interesting. Best role? Grand Budapest Hotel. Do you think so? Favorite? I was going to say Schindler's List. I would say In Bruges. I would say In Bruges. As he well. is hilarious in that movie. Have you seen In Bruges? Now? Yes, I, I think that he is. Isn't it just In Bruges? He is hilarious. I, in Bruges. I don't know. It's in Bruges, but yeah. he's in the next Kingsman, correct? Yeah, the yeah, prequel one. That's going to be amazing. I picture In Bruges there. In Bruges. <laughs> in Bruges. In Bruges. I picture it. Do you guys picture it? Hey, leave us a one-star review today, not quite a half-star. No, because someone actually did. I still, that's in my head. <laughs> leave move us a five-star review. Move the mic away from your face, too, Nick. You're like... You always tell me to put it closer. Yeah, not that close. Okay. Just point it at your Open mouth. Open your not mouth. Like... See if you can touch your esophagus <laughs> with the mic. Dude, that was stupid. <laughs> All right. Um, the Since the year is over, we have like the numbers in for the box office. Black Panther, most domestically, with around $800 million domestically. For sure. That is kind of crazy. And then Infinity War, $2 billion. Whole domestically, worldwide. You look at at the top movies, it's like Worldwide? Worldwide? Worldwide, yeah. What did it do domestic? 600? Yeah, probably around there. I saw for, no way, I saw for next year (laughs) that uh, uh, there's like a big Disney movie coming out almost every single month. It's yep. ridiculous. Yep. It's almost uh, a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's only what gonna you, get worse. What too. are you gonna do? Once the quality of their movies start dipping, which they're not going to because they have all the money in the world, then I'll start getting upset. 
Well, I think we'll, so. We'll, but we'll, the quality uh, isn't uh, there. Uh, we'll always have the A24s of the world. We'll always have the Fox searchlights. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, but I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to want to see big, like, other big movies by other production companies. We're never going to get a big Fox movie again. You know, we're never going to get a big whatever. Like, everything's just going to be owned what by What was Disney. the last great big Fox movie? Star Deadpool. Wars. <laughs> All the way back then. Deadpool. I don't know, Logan. Yeah, or Deadpool. Deadpool 2. That was Fox. Deadpool 2 was all right, guys. Let's be honest. Warner Brothers still has the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Universal has the, the monster Spider-verse. stuff. That's, That's Sony. Sony. Fuck. Sony still has Spider-Man. <laughs> Sony, yeah. Venom. Oh, my Even God. though we hated it, Venom was a giant win for Sony. Wait, what's Venom? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> that made so much money. It, it was on the top list. It's in like the oh. top 10. And it came 10. out two months ago. It's no. insane. Top that was top ten How, of the year. Yeah, like highest grossing films. Yeah, Venom? I, like worldwide. Yeah, I would prefer Why? to it like, die. It, it's almost at a billion dollars. Shut up! And it cost so, like what sixty million to make. They yeah, won. To, to any they, of our they gambled that was big. The biggest one of the year. No, Black Panther probably was the biggest one of the year. I don't know. They put a lot of money into Black Panther. Did they with the CG looking like that? Of course yeah. they did. Dude. They put three hundred million into Black Panther. Yeah, but for Disney, that that's is a lot. That's a lot. Well, no think. Well, like also, you think of the Disney movies coming out next year. You have like things like Dumbo. Like, do you think Dumbo yes. looks good? No, I, I, it looks. Fine. I didn't see the newest trailer. I I don't know because I saw the trailer yesterday and like, so they play all the trailers right, and then it it, it all of a sudden Lion King happens. On the big screen, I was like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot this trailer even came out. And then I was like, All right, that and the trailer's there. Let's get into the yeah. movie. And they played Dumbo, and I'm like, oh, Freaking I, Dumbo. Lion My King. Is I'm really tired of Disney performing or uh, shooting all their movies just in blue screen, green screen rooms. I'm tired of looking at everything. Everything's fake. It's so stupid. And you'd think that it would keep getting better since more movies are being shot like that. But I mm-hmm. feel, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like. The progression of CG is going down because they're trying to do too much with it. Well, the best well, CG is when you don't notice it, and that happens right. a lot of times. Like Thanos is still the best CG I've ever seen in any movie ever. But sometimes, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. And, but when it's good, it's great. But when it's good, it's... when you see his hand and it's all veiny, I agree. you see the hairs on it. I'm like, what but are you doing? When every environment you're in is just that was my problem with Aquaman. It was like even when they're on land or something, it's like everything's just fake constantly. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. And that's just so frustrating to me because it makes movies not as enjoyable to watch because yeah. everything's everything's fake. Yeah. Uh, but speaking go to of which, some grass. Lion King will Lion King will make a uh, five bill. I think it'll break the box office record. We'll make five bill. Nothing's gonna break Avatar because it had one of the weirdest things ever, where the second weekend was bigger than the opening weekend. Yeah, and then the third weekend. They, I don't know was how much like the same. How much did Beauty and the Beast make? Not even close. I it's, know it's not even close, but I think that Lion King will do 1.25 times bigger than that. Why? What do you mean, why? They're about the same, like, they're relatively similar in no, terms. No, yes, I, they are. I think, no. In I terms think, of popularity? I think Lion King will maybe do... It's not going to be Infinity gonna, Wars opening weekend. I, th- I bet it will make like 150 to 170 do you, opening. Do you think Endgame makes more than Infinity War? No. 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 Because I feel like the way they built up to Infinity War with the trailers was so big, everybody wanted to see it. Oh, I don't know because I think Endgame will be in theaters longer. Why? What do you mean why? It's the culmination of the whole universe. So you just think more people will continue yes. to see it? Yes. So they'll just keep it in theaters because people are still going? Yeah. 
There was in my. I mean, I don't know, but like I'm assuming it's still. In my opinion, it's the last superhero movie in that universe. Think, so of, think about, about the think about the all the conclusions that we're getting this year. We're getting Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's I, oh. that's number one on the list. End for Game. Me. Stranger End Things because it's not going to make enough money this time around. No, I'm no, it will. Star Wars. Holy cow! Yep. To a lesser extent, we have the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. For ending. sure, it's still. There's got to be some more though. Toy Story Four. Oh, I Toy hope Story Four may be the ending. What other sequels come out? Who knows? Everything's a sequel, so I mean, you can just the keep DCEU's naming them. is probably going to go down in flames the next this year. What comes out this year for the DC? Shazam. Okay, Shazam. I think that's the it. Joker movie comes out, which is like is I'm that? Not, I'm not not excited for it, but I'm certainly not excited for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, well, I'm going to straight <laughs> I up. I forgot it was coming I'm, out, hey, so that's. I'm going to straight up and I'm going to straight up say this. I've watched more Joaquin Phoenix movies this year than I did ever because I think wait I did this year's only five days in. Okay. I meant <laughs> probably true. I watched. I think I watched. No, listen. I think I watched five Joaquin Phoenix movies. So I'm just excited to see what the role, what he does with the role. I, I think well, he'll he, do a good job. He's a great actor, but I feel like the thing about the Joker the that's record. so enticing is like his mystery. You don't know anything about him. That's what's so cool, right? So like seeing his backstory and how he becomes the Joker, and there's no Batman in the movie, and it's directed by Todd Pahillips. Get out of my face. I, th- I think. What did he direct again? Come on, don't say it though. I looked yeah, it up. hard. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> did that movie make? Oh, are we talking about Holmes and Watson? He directed <laughs> The Hangover, did The Hangover Two, no, but did you War Dogs, The Hangover Three, Due Date, Old School, Starsky and Hutch. Those Boat, are all good comedies, though. Road Trip. They're yeah, all mediocre comedies. I thought uh, none of them is like a, the, a director that I would want to helm the Joker movie. Like I well, want to see some stylistic. He he directs. I'm sh- old school is a funny movie, but it doesn't have any flair or style to it. It's just he's a good c- comedic we'll director. Really I fast, think I think it could surprise. Really me. fast, I just have to say, Holmes and Watson is exactly what we expected—a complete tank bomb where everyone <laughs> hated it, even the brain dead. Yeah, people. did you see it? No, it's a but, bad script, and it was they went PG thirteen. No. They couldn't we'll, even revive it. We'll get to here. We'll just jump into that right now. Netflix turned it down after <laughs> test screenings. <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's so that's bizarre, good, though, yeah. that like Netflix. So they do it. have standards. Yeah. They're just so low. It's almost impossible. Because it almost seems it. like a perfect Netflix movie. Because people would have yeah. streamed the shit out of it and they would have sure. hated it. But instead, they're like, we don't want that shit. I've been asked, you know, over the holidays, I've seen a ton of family and friends and stuff. And I talk about movies with a lot of them. I'm like, oh, did you see Holmes and Watson? And I I just give them this look like, are you brain dead? And then I don't respond. You know, people just automatically assume it's Step Brothers 2. Because they don't follow the news like we do and see that it was PG-13. They just automatically assume it's going to be the Like, I feel like people, like, uh, just normies when they're watching the movies or whatever... (laughs) Or like just casual viewers, they assume if it's that combo again, it's the same director, same writer. It's just another movie, like the same thing. I'm pretty sure the the give the, us a one star review normies, for me being pretentious right there. I'm, I'm the normies, the most... as you call them. No, she's like my parents. They couldn't tell me for any movie who wrote it, directed it, shot it. And you know what? Anything. Good for them. Because we're all good for them. Because at the end of the day, we're just no. But the point. No, no, no. But the point I'm things. making is that I would say they're a good representative of the general audience. Yeah. I don't think the general audience really cares. Not that they're against it. They just don't pay attention to who really they is have anything about a movie is other it? than the actors. You know, that's yeah. the only like, thing people know. You got to think about it this way. Every time a movie is in the theater, 
the only goal is to make money. Yeah. Whenever it's in the theater, that's the only goal is to make money from people. And guess what? Because it's just ma- when it's in the theater, it's to entertain. And guess what? The majority of people me, are the general audiences. Let me, no, I know. I'm I, not. Let me saying, disagree, yeah. with, disagree with you. But I, that's why I feel like it got a D minus cinema score, which is like the general audiences like surveying. Yeah, they don't really pay the attention to. They're only looking at Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Let's go see. Let me, didn't let make let any me money either. Let me play devil's advocate right get there, though. Destroyed. With movies, with movies like A24, though, I feel like at first. They put it in theaters to as a good movie to get award buzz, to get all that stuff, and then the end goal is to make money once it wins awards. Well, I'm well t- look at I'm different. talking about when we get movies here, Nick. We're not a big market, but like that's why we get the s- specific Rockford's movies. top 100, baby. Is it? I don't know. Why did you just say that? Then? God. <laughs> Probably honestly, but like think about it. When you're what you're talking about is when they open a movie in New York and L.A. because that's what's required for awards. But when movies come here, like it's it's to make money. Yeah, whatever, dude. But that's the thing is Holmes and Watson didn't really make that money. Aquaman making a lot of money. Which we'll talk about later. We'll talk about later. Here's a here's a little weird news story that I didn't even know was a thing and I never wanted it in my life. A Vanilla Ice biopic is happening. And Dave Franco is the star. Yeah, I'm out instantly. I hope that makes less money than Holmes and Watson. I'm not even going to talk about this. I hate Dave Franco. I think he's a terrible Wait, is it actor. Dave or James? Dave. Dave Franco's playing James. Vanilla Ice? Is it like a satire? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like, that's how it could be good is if it's like But I don't think joke. he can carry a satire. Dave Franco? Yeah. He's, I, I, no. What, what's he really been terrible in that you've seen? I think I he's know. more likable be- than James Franco. His best Franco. role, I think, is disaster yeah, I, artist. I don't even think he's I that kind of agree. I like James Franco as, oh, is little Gobby Jr. going to cry? <laughs> like, I think James Franco is a good actor, that, but see? I think Dave Franco is more likable. I that, That's what I agree also, with. Also, I don't think he says little. Doesn't he just say Gobby Jr. going to cry? Yeah. I watched them recently. Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spider-Man 3? No, no. I, just the scene? The scene. I want to re- I'm not even joking. After watching that scene, I want to rewatch all three of them, which I probably will Let's this do coming it. week. We oh, just, I we just it. did it. Yeah, I, was I, thinking, watch I was thinking by myself because I don't really like you guys. I'll I'll come watch Spider Man two. Who wants to watch Spider Man three with me? That's the real question. <laughs> it's on Netflix. All right, Danny DeVito and Aquafina oh, yeah. join Jumanji sequel. You know what? Hold on. You know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Do I think it deserves to make a billion dollars? Jumanji no. two. Yeah, but it was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. And to be honest, Jumanji one isn't the greatest movie ever. No. It's and I not. think it's a good follow-up. And if they're going to get bigger names and like more comedic roles, I, I'll Is it still it. Jack Black, Jack the Rock, Black, the and Rock. Kevin Hart? I don't know about Kevin Hart. I just saw it joins The Rock and um, Who is the Jack Black. Isla Fisher? Nope. That's Killian. Uh, what is it? Killian Gillian. Oh, Gillian Flynn? Yeah. No, that's not no. her name. Whatever. <laughs> Why do we even have a podcast? Karen, Karen, Karen Gillian. Gillian. Karen oh, Gillian. What's the point of having a podcast? Hey, that was Doctor that was, Who. That was funny. Though. <laughs> Next. Next. But, Next. but Next. hey, Jack Black, yes. Danny DeVito and Jack Black in the same movie. Just I think hope about Danny it. DeVito plays this character from It's Always Sunny. I hope they do something where it's not Jumanji. Like, it's a Jumanji sequel, but it's not Jumanji, if that makes sense. I hope it goes back to the what Zathura. the original one was. Zathura is a decent movie. Loki. What if it? What if it is? What if it is like the like the first one where they come to the real world? Well, think about it. They they set it up how the game adapts. I never saw it. I've still never seen you, it. Yeah, the second one. Mm-hmm. They set it up where the game Wait, adapts. You, what to get people to play? So that's why it's a video game now. Ne- next logical step is on a computer where everyone can or access VR. it like an MMO. 
or oh, VR. Yeah. And then it just takes over the world. Jumanji wins. Yeah. I hope so because I love the little bass drum they use. Oh, I do yeah. like the music. I yeah. do like it. Good. Is that you know what? Is, what did I give the yeah. second one? It's got to be a solid three and a half. I had a good time with that. <laughs> it movie. was fun. That's, that's what I heard. The thing, is it that's surprised what people everyone. say is that it's like the best video game, even though it's not based on a video game. It's probably like the best video game movie. It's that's. Come I out. think it's if you're if you're playing strictly to adapting a video game, like it hits like the thing where it's like it hits the tropes of video games where NPCs keep saying the same thing over and over yeah, again yeah. and stuff like that. But if like adapting a video game story, I have to admit though, I'm still waiting on Bioshock by Guillermo del Toro. I have to admit, that'd be dope. Some of the writing for Jack insane. Black, Last of Us tough. by Alfonso Cuarón. It's tough. They have, hey, listen, listen, listen. Go ahead. They have <gasps> Jack Black playing playing a teenage girl, so it's a little tough with the writing there and the delivery. But he killed it. But he did good. There are some parts where it was like cringe, but I think it was supposed to. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was all right. Go go see it. Uh, watch it with your family. It's a, it's something they that all enjoy. It. They all watched it. And liked oh, they it. did. And yeah. I still said, yeah, I just don't care. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, dude. Because that's no, the you're thing. No fun. Well, that's the thing. There's some movies that I know they're they're not gonna be terrible, right? But it's not gonna be amazing. So if I watch it, I'll be so, like, yeah, it was fine. But I could just go play goes, Fortnite go, for two hours. But you go see fifteen seventeen <laughs> with me instead. <laughs> But you go see fifteen seventeen with me instead. Well, the, see, that was so bad; it was hilarious. That's why I mean, like Jumanji might be a good time. It might be all right, and I could sit there and just and it would be fine. But it's not a movie that I think is essential in my like pantheon of all the films that I've seen in my life. So I just don't care about watching it. I think I might I think uh, if really if we go, if we go see the second one, I'll probably won't go back and watch this one. Or if we go see the third one, I'll watch the second one because well, I've seen no, the original. Now I don't want to go with you because you're a fake hoe. Okay. All right. Me. Next. Uh, and Ms. truthfully, I hate you. Mr. Rogers' biopic, officially titled "A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood," it but the problem be in is this neighborhood. In this neighborhood, because that's how he said it, right? I remember from "Won't You Be My My Neighbor." Won't you be? But do you know neighbor. who's do you know who's directing it? No, the person that directed uh, "Can You Ever Forgive Me." Wow. Really? So what's I'm her, actually what's her excited what's her, now. It's a what's her? I don't know what her name is, but that's the only Born movie that I've seen by her. Seen all the movies. What? <laughs> What's her Lynn Ramsey? No. What? Who's Lynn Ramsey? You're, th- you're thinking about you were never really here. What did you say? Could you, can't you ever forgive me? <laughs> Fuck it, eh? I was. I was. He goes. You know it. You've seen all her movies. Dude. I'm like, what are Wait, you hold on, hold about? on. I have to be straight up. I did just get those two movies confused because they have similar titles. What long titles? You were never really here. Can you ever forgive me? So you, they have one <laughs> word in common. You know what? I'm gonna keep it frank with our audience. We have a football game playing in the background. <laughs> Uh, got a little twisted brain going. Do you okay? have to focus on the? Podcast. I am focusing on the podcast, no, but just because no, just because I made a mistake. You know, my back leave, is Leave us to a five star review and then comment and say Nick one star. Yeah, review yeah. Nick, not the Re- podcast. No, you guys are beating the dead horse with that joke. My, it's only funny. Now I can't, I can't remember if we talked about this or not. But did we talk about the Aladdin cast picture on the last one? No, that kind of revealed Will Smith has the uh, no blue. He doesn't but he said like... that he's going to be that's, blue. Yeah, he's in disguise in the photo, correct? Yeah, yeah I th- I think that's fine. Because I think it'd be weird if you have Will Smith in a movie and you don't see Will Smith at exactly. all. Exactly. So, and that... he is the biggest name in the movie. Right, but they definitely need to make some big CG funny-looking genie. I think I think th- it's just it's not done yet. Yeah, they, like the they don't want to reveal it. Yeah. And people were really mad about it. I was like, come on, give it give it a chance. Guy Ritchie's directing this movie, guys. That's what we got to remember. I love Guy. Ritchie, I know. That's though. what. That's what we got to remember. But the, <laughs> bless me. People are pointing out like the costumes kind of look like almost too nice for like Aladdin. Yeah, it should be more like uh, like torn linen. 
Yeah, well, like see, he's wearing I, uh, purple and like purple is for like royalty and stuff like that. They, like he would never get his hands on it unless he steals it, which it could be a possibility. There's something about these Disney live action remakes where they everything looks too fake almost. Nothing like too nice. Yeah, too too costumey, too set. That's why I'm hoping Guy like Ritchie brings his like flair. Ready yeah. ready for this though, guys. I'm excited for every single one and you cannot rain on my parade. Lion King. Yes. Okay. Dumbo. So what I'm trying to say to you, Tyler, is that I I really do hate you. I think you're. <laughs> I just think you're a Dumbo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lego Batman movie sequel in development. Hey, Lego Batman movie is great. Isn't I'm... it weird how the Lego movies turned into like just be satires and parodies of the like franchises? I bought. And it works. And it works. I bought. Hey, 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 I, hey. I bought Lego Batman on Black Friday. I still need to watch it. You haven't seen it yet? No, but I I want to also see Lego Ninjago just because the name. I, I thought the Lego movie was a little bit better than the Lego oh, yeah, Batman I movie. Agree. But there it was still very, very good. Very excited for the Lego movie too. <laughs> two. Yeah. Like, what, what's the name of it though? Is it The Second Part? Yeah. Good good name. Good work. That's why that that's why Is it I still wish... Lord Miller? I think they're producing it. I don't think they're directing it. But I like that's why I wanted the Deadpool two. Like the rumored name was Untitled Deadpool sequel. And I thought that would have been perfect for the actual name of the movie. But of course they just do Deadpool too, and it makes me sad. <clears throat> Probably would make more money, like statistically, yeah. advertising wise. Yeah. Okay, trailers time. We got the Men in Black International trailer. Didn't like it. I have never seen I didn't any like of the other Men in Black ones, so like it doesn't excite me at all. Just make a new franchise. Cast Chris Hemsworth, cast uh, Tessa Thompson, and make a new cool franchise. I Men in Black is boring. The first two are fine the third one sucked move on look at i think this movie could be enjoyable i think i could have but the trailer whoever made that trailer that was not good <laughs> they're Fire more successful than you true true and i'm jealous i'm jealous that they get that job but and i of course there's a lot of things that go into making a trailer like certain footage isn't done yet and they can't use it but something was wrong like i feel like it was rushed out where it was yeah. like why is this i don't know I agree. It it wasn't good. It wasn't interesting. And I already, so it's like, I already don't care about the movie. And then the trailer comes out and it's bad. So it's like, yeah, of course, I'm never going to care about this. Did we talk about the Hellboy are trailer on the, the last one? one? Are those? No, but I want to. Can okay. I say something? Yeah. Are any of the Men in Black movies good? Because I, I watched you are fine. I watched all of them. Holy crap. Uh, Yeah, they're fine. I don't plan on watching any of them. It's ever. Will Smith being funny. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones being old, super old and serious. Whoa. All right, what's going on next? Hellboy. So I'm fine with it. I've, well, I've only seen the first one, and it's right on par with it. I know Tyler's about to go into his bitch, uh, his bitch fast. Real but. quick, real quick. I picked up um, volume one of Hellboy, and I plan on reading. The comic book? Yeah, I oh, plan cool. on reading it before I go back and watch Guillermo del Toro. Once Can I read before, it to you after you? Yeah, before cool. I see the new one. Um, I I thought the trailer was fine. I didn't think it was anything too special, but I enjoyed kind of what I saw. Uh, it's definitely like a dark comedy in a way, and I feel like the comic books have some dark comedy in it, but it's not full blown. But maybe they're just trying to do something different to differentiate it from Guillermo del Toro's. But I don't know. What's your take? Kyle? I don't like you said. I don't necessarily think the movie looks bad, but I thought they were going to go in a different direction because Guillermo del Toro movies are pretty funny. They're and they're not that dark and serious. Um, they're really good. I enjoy both of them. But So I thought this was going to be like a dark, almost like a horror-esque because I heard it was rated R. So I thought this will be more violent. It'll be scarier. 
And no, from the trailer, it's got a very similar tone where it's jokey and funny and, like you said, the kind of a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. And that just disappointed me because that's not because we've already seen it. I've seen two great Hellboy movies. I, if you're going to make another one, make it a, at least somewhat different, not just, oh, there will be more blood now. Okay. Now, well, here's here could be a potential thing in marketing is that <laughs> they're trying to do this to get people to see it. Like, oh, ha, I laughed at a joke in that movie. I'm going to go see it. That's because true. playing it serious, some, a movie like called Hellboy, where the guy looks like that and he's the main character and you're supposed to connect with him, that might not get a lot of people in the seats. I also thought that yeah, makeup... Yeah, just kind of humanize this huge, big uh, demon. Yeah. No, I, I kind of agree that that could be why it seemed like almost overly Because it could be the all trailer. the jokes in the trailer. Yeah. Like, you never know. Because that's what I thought when I was watching. I was like, man, it's just like joke after joke the whole trailer. I'm like, is nothing serious in the movie? But then I thought the makeup on David Harbour, it didn't look that... I don't know. I it thought it looked, looked good. It looked... <laughs> It looked, it the, looked same. the same. Yeah, it was like, like uh, identical to the point where it's like, is this why just is Ron, Ron Perlman still? Because he's <laughs> like, the problem is he, that was the thing. Like the makeup looks fine, but he didn't like to me. He didn't nail Hellboy. Ron Perlman is literally perfect. And he, and it's like, you don't have to, his jaw and face is already so ginormous. You don't even need. I, like, did, I disagree. I, I just didn't think it looked that I disagree good. because I watched Hellboy literally last year. So I have no like previous connection to it at all. And I think it's exactly the same. It's almost like a, just a continuation of the series. I haven't seen the second one, granted, but like if this is picking up the franchise, like I think you could pass David Harbour as yeah, a run. <laughs> like you could continue it. I, no, I didn't think his. I don't know. We'll but see. I, we the, we'll see the when the movie yeah, comes we'll see, out. Yeah. yeah, I I have faith in David. Is it Harbour. a February release? No, I think it's April now. Oh, okay. I think they so pushed it, it back to April. I know we're going. I, I know we're going to go. Soon. I know we're going to talk about it soon. But when does Us come out? March. Oh, that's gonna be. Us looks good. Yeah, it's just is that next? Yeah, us trailer. Um, one of the best. One of the best trailers of last year. Let me go on a little edited. Let me go on a little rant here. I think us looks amazing, and I think that uh, I've never been more excited for an up and coming filmmaker because the public is backing this man, and he's just gonna get a lot of financial praise, and he's just he cares about what he's writing. He's doing original movies, and people are gonna go see it. The the one thing that worries me about us. Is that in Get Out? My only issue with the whole—I think it's basically perfect—but I, I wish the ending, like the whole revenge part of the movie for Daniel Kaluuya's character, I wish it played out a little bit longer. Like once he escapes, what's going on? Spoiler: I'm sure yeah, everybody yeah. Who listens to this has seen it. It just—the it, whole ending happens really fast. And I remember in the trailer, like you basically see all the yeah. stuff that happens. So in this, like. In the trailer, it shows a lot. So I just hope there's a lot more that we didn't see already. So I'll, oh, there and that's is. not that's, so... that's not fair to the movie, but yeah, like yeah. I just hope there's a lot more that we didn't. I also see. have to add the way Get Out concludes is one of the best uh, almost gotcha moments that I've seen. No, no, that's yeah, yeah. I no, but I I agree where it's like the like the actual ending of Get Out is like ten minutes. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the rest of the movie like up to that point. But I understand what you're saying where you see a lot of that stuff in the trailer where pretty much the entire trailer is just like the yeah. ending of the movie to make it seem like it's some high octane thriller. So I'm just worried about if you know if they use the same trailer company or something. It just seems like I, I saw a will... lot in that trailer and I don't want to have everything I, spoiled for me. I think that this will be a high octane thriller. <clears throat> yeah, I think I, this one may – I think like – a this third, a third end of the movie is revealed when the family's. In. I kind of wish that was kept in the dark that the family is them, but yeah, also, see, I, but I, I also, you don't too. get you don't get that awesome part in the trailer where he says it's us, and then you're like, wait, that's the name of the movie. Everything and then makes sense. Now. You see Lupita Nyong'o's double being creepy. Oh, oh my god! So what? What I loved <laughs> about it. 
At first, <laughs> I didn't terrifying. even notice. The first time I watched the yeah. trailer, I didn't notice it was two separate families, right? Like, yeah, I, even I didn't after either, they said they're all distorted. Like, Whatever. But I was like, oh, it still looks cool. And then someone said, yeah, what do you think of Lupita Nyong'o's other, like, her other self? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, this is really creepy. Mm-hmm. It shows the depth of the yeah. actors. It's going to, like, it'll be like, yeah. this will definitely showcase their ability. And I think that that's why they're all in on it. And I think anyone that works with Jordan Peele in the future is going to be all in because he's the one of the only people making these uh, incredibly original horror movies right now. I'm excited, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up Robert being Eggers. disappointed by this movie. I, I agree with that, too, because our expectations are yeah. through the roof because of what he just did. And the trailer was great. Yeah. So now it's like if it's not excellent, everyone's gonna be like, oh, well. And then, uh, but if we uh, if it blows me away, would not be surprised either. Real quick. There's a lot of fan theories and stuff. I'm not looking at any of them no. because Westworld season one got completely ruined for me because <laughs> I would read like the theories. But do you have any predictions about like what? No, I'm not going to because I, I to be honest, I don't think you can. And I don't think Jordan Peele would allow enough to be especially jordan peele i don't think he'd allow enough to uh for fan theories to be completely true from the trailer so i of course when i saw the trailer it's like i'm trying to put it all together right so they have a family or they have a family that they're friends with that is a white family and they're going it looks like they're on vacation together somewhere elizabeth moss Moss, great actress the trailer where they're out on the beach almost where they were at the beginning but they're alone and there's fire and it's like they're getting hunted on the beach and i'm thinking why are there no people there i think it's a you know how is yeah so the then i'm thinking oh everything that's happening to them and it's gonna have something to do with like the house they're staying in i don't know we'll see i would be cool if they are like we're having nightmares of these they're themselves and then they all they come well i think so have you guys ever seen the movie uh the one i love with mark duplass and elizabeth moss Mm -mm. no it's an excellent movie it's kind of the sci-fi thing where this couple goes to a house together and there's also a pool house and if one of them leaves the main house and goes to the pool house they'll see their spouse in there even if they stayed here they'll see their spouse in the pool house and it's like the perfect version of them so then they end up falling in love with the wrong version of their their significant other wow. because they think it's the real one right and this this made me think of that where this is like the worst version yeah of that's you, what that's like, what i was gonna say how because he said it's kind of like a like a social thing instead of a race thing it's like what? kind of don't lean up against the armrest i'm gonna not. i'm gonna say that Whatever. it's gonna play into the fact of like social media how we portray our best selves and then yeah. our real selves is what's the scariest part like you, like the tagline of the movie, I feel like it will give it away. Where it's like you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what. What I if that is the tagline? I, I think that is the tagline <laughs> of the movie. But I'm excited for it. I mean, like the trailer is insanely good. Yeah. The way Opening they use the night, music too. And I think it'll be sold out. I think it'll be sold out. Oh yeah, it's gonna be because it's gonna be late night screening. It's a horror movie rated I, R. Right? I really like that. It's Brian Tyree Henry, right? No, 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 name? no. It's Winston Duke. From, he played from uh, Black in, Panther. In from Black Panther. I liked. I, I like him. I like him He's too. Cool. I like yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, as well. she's amazing. And the kids—they look like they have some, some depth to them yeah. as well. This could be a nice little breakout. But isn't them. it Unless weird? Unless I'm wrong and they've been in something. Isn't else. it weird how like the other people kind of look like a cult, but then they actually have someone in the movie that's in a cult? Do you think that's weird? Wait, who's in a cult? Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Okay, let's move. Wait, on. is she really? Yeah. great actress though. Yeah, she's good. Hey, okay. Scientology, you can sponsor this podcast. Uh, Give us money. Sign up for Scientology at Scientology.com. No, uh, we really shouldn't say that. My mom calls me Xenu. You know, whatever. Next. All right. That's it for trailers. Let's talk. jump into the movies that we're going to talk about uh, that we saw over right. the past two weeks, I guess. I'll go into mine. Mine's going to be really fast. <clears throat> all right. I, let's all try and keep it somewhat short, I guess. Yeah, because I don't want more people. Nate, when did it start? I, Aquaman. 
I don't think I talked about it. Well, yeah, I guess we all have to talk about Aquaman. I talked about it a little oh, bit. Oh, because you, you, you saw it before. Okay, let me just jump in. I had a really bad watching experience, and I didn't really enjoy a lot of the movie. Uh, actually, I would say I didn't enjoy all of it. I think it was a really poor script, poor CGI, and I don't really care about Aquaman outside of the movie. So I didn't really expect anything going in. I went by myself. So it was just a bad overall experience, and it was a waste of three hours of my life. I'll never watch the movie again. I know it's being really harsh, but um, that's that's the way I feel. I would love to have like a longer discussion about this with <coughs> Nate and you because I, I feel similar to Nick. I ended up giving it a three out of five uh, just because there is some stuff that's okay. The action is directed well, so there's some there's some flair and some style. But for the most part, like Nick, Nick said, I think the script is terrible. Most of the dialogue is awful. I didn't laugh at any of the humor. You know, and then you go watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and there's no forced humor. It's all just natural, and it feels genuine, right? There's nothing like, we need a joke here. It's because it's the best picture. Yeah. Well, I, I, it should be nominated for it. But anyway, Aquaman, like, I also didn't get why there were so many action scenes. It was like, I, I rewatched Wonder Woman. I'll get to that in a minute. But Wonder Woman builds to his action scenes, so you have all this set up. So then you get... There's only like two real big action scenes or three, right? In the in each act, and there's a build up to each one, so it's really exciting when each one happens, and you care about everything that you're watching because of all the stuff that you've seen before it happens, right? I agree. And in this movie, it's just like, all right, we need an action scene here. Oh, we had what 15 minutes of dialogue, nothing's happened. Okay, we need another action scene here, and it like it just feels like this robotic, poorly written, thrown together, poorly acted. I'd say. Nicole Kidman was my favorite part of the whole movie, and her screen time was pretty low. My, I, I agree with that. I, think I don't think Patrick, Patrick Wilson. I don't think he was good. I don't. He hammed it up, and I think it played well. I it, that's what I thought. I thought he was like the what I wanted Willem Dafoe to be in this movie, the same as he was in the original Spider Man. That's what Patrick Wilson was. He he was there, man. He yeah. he knew what he had yeah. and. He knew the dialogue sucked, and he hammed it up, and it was great. I will I say, like, I feel like, I, let me just say, I feel like I watched a lot of movies with Nicole Kidman last year, and she is just so good at what she does. Oh, she's, she's a great actress. Watch, uh, watch uh, what is it? Pretty Lady. Big little, I want to watch Big little Eyes Wide Shut. That's too. what I've heard. Big Little Lies, she kills it in it. Um, but also, I would just like to say that I love the style that I, I think James Wan directed the crap out of this movie. I just wish that... Everything emotional fell flat for me. Yeah. Every story beat kind of fell flat for me. The my like I was actually into it took me up until like the last thirty minutes to be like, Yeah, let's let's see the rest of this movie. Other than that, I'm just sitting back in my seat waiting. As yep. soon as he emerges from the waterfall, like I was like Yep. Okay, now I'm excited to see what happens, and then like as soon as it comes to the emotional conclusion, I was like, Okay, wait, I Trash. don't care about these characters. It's way too long. Yeah. It People are saying it's like one of the best fantasy movies in a long time and stuff. I'm like, no, it's not. Every again, the compositing was just as god off as I thought it was. When Aquaman's dad, spoiler, he walks onto the dock every day to see if his wife or girlfriend is going to come back to him. And every time he walks out, it's there's like a shot where the background where it's just just like this lighthouse and some grass and a and he's on a dock literally at all of it's fake and it looks horrendous yeah. and people are mad this isn't going to get nominated for best visual effects it's cuz they were bad infinity war was better whatever else was the <laughs> I think thing, Black other Panther things is even better i yeah, i will say the underwater stuff looked great yeah the underwater stuff but that's stuff because fine. nothing's real there anyways and you don't expect it to be exactly. real exactly so but, you have less expectation when when you're outside and there's a lighthouse. I'm like, I've seen a lighthouse in real life. And I'm like, that's completely fake. 
I think I think Jason Momoa was charismatic enough that I was having fun watching him on screen. I think Amber Heard was not good. I don't think he's bad. good. The guy who played Black Mana, bad. I don't. Just, th- I don't think Defoe. he was written well. He's yeah. a great villain. Just written he, should, he shouldn't have been in the movie. Yeah, thrown into the movie just to throw in an Aquaman villain because just because so they could get more action scenes. Yeah, to make the movie for children. I don't think Jason Momoa is good. He I wasn't like, good in the movie. He's I really good as Call Drogo, and he's no, not speaking you know what? English. Like I like Game of Thrones. I love. I go as far as saying I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> Therefore, I like Cal Drogo as a character, but I don't think he's a good actor. He's not great, but he's fine, and he he's, he's fine. Charismatic charisma gets you a long way. Yeah, and, and a leading man. All right, let's could've, let's move on. Could have just peed on it. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. So I, I, saw, I had a decent time with Aquaman. I saw the favorite, and we I think we all did. But let me just start off by saying. Uh, it's Yargos Lanthimos's probably most normal movie that he's made so far, which is interesting. So to say. far from normal, <laughs> um, fuck, which me. is interesting. I think that it's really funny. I was not expecting I was to be that funny. I was laughing so much. Um, and great performances, great writing, some of the best cinematography of the year. Uh, I didn't. The, my only problem with the movie is the ending was pretty good. The ending was pretty good, I but I think it. the yeah. act system they had in place. I don't know why. It just you hated that about Suspiria too. It was yeah. very similar to Suspiria yes, in the way it, yes. it presented its story. The act system with those kind of movies, I'm not a big fan. Why though? Like, I what liked don't it at you first. Like about it? I don't know. It splits up parts that I think would be better as cohesive. Piece. But wh- you're st- what do you mean? It's just a What do you mean? Second. What do I mean? I just told you. So if it's you literally... take that out and instead of that, it just goes from sequence to sequence in one edit, yes. why would that change anything? Because it's literally splitting the movie up into eight different parts or seven different parts or whatever it is, where I'm thinking that each piece is going to add a different element to the character. Well, at and the middle part or middle back end, I feel like the acts just stopped mattering. I think if you, go, if you go back and watch the movie, you may notice that each act has a different theme to it. Well... Like come connecting to the overall theme of the movie. Also, it kind of plays out theatrically in a way. Like, and I'm talking like play, and the movie kind of feels that way as well. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's why he adapted okay. the structure because he hasn't done it for his other movies. So it's not like it's a directorial yeah. trademark. I mean, he chose to do it for these movies. Shit, I still gave it a four and a half out of five. It's definitely probably gonna finish top ten, maybe even top five on the year for me. Or twenty eight. Oh, so good. But uh, yeah, that's I, how I feel. I loved it too. I like the act structure because it, it it feels like a book a little bit. So then like. The chapter's a little bit smaller, right? So, yeah. And you're getting these little reveals and character quirks and traits and stuff. And I kind of like part. watching how the quote on the act screen played into yeah, the... Yeah, I, 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 I had fun I, with that. That's what I like the way... I did. At the beginning, I did, but then I started, it started to wear off on me. Each act was titled a line that somebody would say. I, I loved that. Um, I think The Favorite's easily one of the best movies of the year. Every performance, home run. Olivia Coleman is Everyone, unbelievable. Every single person in the movie is amazing. Well, the way Olivia Coleman, like at first, you're like, is there something wrong with the queen mentally? And then you kind of realize she is fairly intelligent and stuff. She is childish, and the way she plays all those different parts yeah. is seamless, and yep. she's great. I thought Emma Stone was great, but she didn't have like just the role didn't require as much emotional range as it did from Rachel Weiss and Olivia Coleman, but she was still excellent. Yeah. Rachel Weiss, I thought maybe was even yeah. the best part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, she was. Nicholas. Nicholas Holt Nicholas was awesome. Was awesome <laughs> all the, the guys in the movie, because they're all, the way the movie portrays men is like these pompous assholes that yeah. literally don't and know all the guys doing. nail it. It <laughs> is awesome. I love, I love yeah. every second of the movie, to be honest with you. It was great. Yep. Like okay. Nick said, the cinematography was oh, great yeah. too. Cinemat- would not have a problem if it w- ends up winning I over Roma and some other stuff, although I think Roma is we'll pretty much locked, too. I think. So the favorite, do we all end up giving it five stars? I, I give it four, four and, and a half. half. Nick, what was your score for Aquaman? Two. 
and two, two or two and a half. I ended up giving it a three, three. So I trashed on it, but what I will say is there was enough there to where it was fun. still enjoyable. I just don't movie. think it's outstanding. A lot of people make it out like it's yeah. the best movie. It's fine. I'm with you. What was your score? Three as well? For Aquaman, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then four and a half for a favorite. All what, right. What kept it from five stars? I As much as I like the ending and I like some other stuff in the movie, sometimes I just feel, and this is going to sound completely vulgar, but I think it's the only way I can. It's like sometimes I feel like, especially now with the type of movies that I'm more attracted to, sometimes I just can't get away from mas- mas- masturbatory stuff in these movies where it's almost like, okay, we get the point. Stop shoving it down our throats and stuff like that. But Oh, like, like it's such a minute thing, but that's the only thing keeping it from. Yeah, that was a, a weird. Story. That was a weird you know what? thing that and happened in the movie. There, I get, I get what you mean. Like, why does that have to be there? Does Listen, really, I yeah. think I agree with you in the fact that, um, with Yargos Lanthimos, I, I love lobster is good. Killing of a sacred deer, amazing. Did not give it a not did not give it a five star. In the favor, I did not give a five star because I feel like. Which is so hypocritical of me because I love Wes Anderson movies, but I feel like it is kind of a circle jerk every once in a while. But I think his are more pronounced because Wes Anderson's are more comedies and kind of like. What do you mean adventure. a circle jerk? Like he's he's too pretentious. Pompous. How? What do you mean how? Watches movies. Yeah, no, but just, what do you think in the movie is making it making you feel that the way? The writing. The writing, especially in Killing of a Sacred Deer, like the first half, but I thought it was even it played into like the comedic side for me because, but with the lobster, for example, I liked it less because it wasn't as funny mm-hmm. to me. Okay, whatever. Okay, do you want me to move on? Yep. Yeah. All right, then I watched Vox Lux, and guys, boy oh boy, for me it was a letdown on the year. Still gave it a three and a half, but let me just say that it was my probably one of my most anticipated. It was your most anticipated, and the movie you, was you've never stopped the, talking about it. The movie was so sloppy to me. The movie was so sloppy. So it's four acts. There's a prologue and then three oh, no. acts. We got the oh. <laughs> We got the we Nick's weakness. No, and you know what? Shut the hell up because the acts did not affect my rating okay. at all. The ep- the prologue or epi- or yeah, prologue, one of the most er, the most gripping scene I've ever seen in a movie, in movie history. Is it the school shooting? Yes. Cool. I'm not even joking you. It's absolutely amazing. I was like, yeah, this is probably the best movie of the year. <laughs> and then it goes in the first act and you get uh, – what is it? Rat? I forget how to pronounce her name. She's the girl in Killing of a Sacred Deer yeah. too. And if I went into the movie thinking I was gonna get Natalie Portman twenty minutes in, twenty five minutes in, but if you told me I had to wait an hour to get a good actor in the movie, I'm not saying she's a bad actor, a bad actress, but I wanted Natalie Portman the whole movie. Okay, <laughs> I wanted Natalie Portman the whole movie. But they gave you the the prologue, one of my favorite shots of the year, when she's on the back of the motorcycle in one of her music videos. Um, but it was just it was really underwhelming the first act. Second act, you get Natalie Portman going just insane, basically. Really good flashes of her talent, and obviously she's a great actress. Um, but even that fell a little bit short to me. I just wasn't really hooked. Jude Law is good in that part. And then the third act is just the concert at the end. And the music let me down. There's a couple great songs that I even have on my Spotify playlist. But overall, I was just very disappointed with the movie i would recommend you to watch it just because there is some good acting good cinematography good music just for the intro just for yeah the intro. would you would you recommend watching the prologue and then turning the movie off no no because you got to get the act too because the part where natalie portman says spoil it what spoil no, it when, it's in the trailer when she's like why can't anyone treat me like a person 
Like that is one of the best scenes of the year, I think. Could she still be nominated for best actress or supporting actress? So it, she would I think have it would to be, be supporting because I don't think she's. In, I don't think she's. No. But is she the lead? I don't freaking know how well, they it's dictate the that. young. No, she's supporting actress. That's what she's lobbying. They're lobbying her for. I think, but like they do like the thing where young Natalie Portman it plays also her daughter, right? Yeah, which I forgot to mention that, and it's just it was weird to me. Like I know I wasn't supposed to be confused, but at first I was like, why would they do that? Wait, what'd they do? The, like the person the that young, plays young Natalie Portman in the prologue also Portman's plays daughter. her daughter. And she, the daughter is highlighted a lot in the movie, so it's literally like... Yeah, that's she, weird. But maybe and there's a reason behind it, but I don't, I don't know. know. I was kind of... Just when I heard that, I was like, I don't know why you would do that, but... Save money? I don't know. Uh, okay. So that's Vox Lux. You guys didn't see it, so there's not much else to add, but that's how I felt about it. Then I watched Roma. And I just got to say a couple things. Best cinematography on the year for me. Some of the stills that you could pull from that movie could go into a museum. Number two, I think Alfonso Caron is probably, I'm not saying his movies are my favorite, probably. But, but probably the best director working right now. Probably. <laughs> you need right, a haircut, no. you fat bitch. Anyway, uh, I think he's probably the best uh, working director right now. The the depth that he can pull out of a movie is ridiculous. Better than There's, Denis, he's up there. I love the Better thing that you Damien posted Giselle. from the on the Talent Brothers podcast Twitter when it was like the guy from Polar Express. <laughs> it's like I think Christopher Nolan and Denis for the new investor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being a basic bitch. Anyway, but yeah, um, he's amazing. I ever I've watched. I, well, I watched just three movies within the past two or four weeks of his. I watched E2 Mama Tambien, Children of Men, and Roma. What was and, your favorite of those three? Uh, Children of Men, just because I yep. want, I like the sci-fi more than the slice of life. Yep. In, in that case, but both E2 Mama Tambien and Roma, incredible movies just about life and just like almost suffering in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And then how you find connections and the well, love that matters. Yes, and E2 Should Mama we, are Tambien. We, are we all just going to get into Roma then? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just going to say E2 Mama Tambien. Also, I mentioned in the previous episode, is like more like a fantasy to me, but then it snaps you back to reality. Roma is all reality, which I really enjoy because then when the two scenes that matter the most hit, it literally drags you through the mud with its beautiful visual artistry and best picture of the year. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. It's number two on the year for me. Number one in cinematography as of right now. I will say that it took me it took me a little bit to actually get into it because I, I, starting out, I was like, I was like, I okay, I can see why people like this movie. Like, it's very it's shot beautifully, but like, I'm still waiting on the thing mm-hmm. to connect me. And then, as soon as it's revealed, something that happens to the main character. Yep. Like, I was like, I'm in. Let's yep. see where this goes. And then, where it went. Like, there's it's one crazy. scene where I was like, there's a reason why they're talking about this. Like, how I was like, oh, I did yeah. not sign up for this. What am yeah, I watching I know right exactly now? What you're talking about, it, and it's it's crazy. I feel like it's definitely might be the best directed or easily one of the best directed movies of the year. But because of the way the story's written, there's very little dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just not that engaging of a movie to watch. And I watch this with my girlfriend and her mom, and they didn't like it that much because, yeah. and they both appreciated the cinematography and the artistry. And that's why we like, and cine- people that love movies will absolutely love this because of how well directed it is. I so I understand. Too. I understand. The story's not bad. I love But that the show. way it's told isn't that engaging. There's a foreign film called A Separation, which is kind of the opposite. It's a slice of life movie, and it's directed well, but not nearly as 
craftsmanshipy as what about Alfonso like, Cuaron, Hold on, as Alfonso <laughs> Cuaron directs it, but the character work and the dialogue is so much more engaging and gripping that I like that movie more. Even though it's not directed as well, everything that happens is so much more enticing to watch that it ends up being a more enjoyable experience. And I'm gonna, so I can see why some people wouldn't like Roma, even though it's easily one of the best directed movies yeah. of the year. That's my opinion. Four to five. My, my I'm gonna story. go ahead and say that this movie. Uh, call me a little bitch if you want to. Maybe I'm just pulling this out of my ass. It kind of reminded me of Bicycle Thieves. Sure. Yeah. It really did. And you yeah. know what? I think that Alfonso Cuaron will walk away right now for me, hands down, best director and best cinematography. Um, I would not be mad at all. And to be honest with what we're hearing out of the PGA Awards or whatever they're called, the Producer Guild, the whatever, uh, I hope he wins best picture if that's what we have to roll with. Well, since Ari Aster is not going to get nominated and win Best Director, um, I do think it should go to Curon, but I, I, think, I don't think the movie should win Best Picture. I th- come on, that'd guys. Be, that'd I, be think that'd be Spider-Man. I think Roma's better directed than Hereditary. Come on. Why? What do you mean, why? Hereditary's directed masterfully. They're both incredible. How could you say for certain that Roma's directed better? What does he do better that Ari Aster didn't do in Hereditary? He's more successful. It's repeated success. Hey, best popular picture. Hey, baby. watch hey, Black Panther. Best hey, picture. Most you know money, what? baby. Straight up, most popular, baby. Ari, Ari Aster's gonna shit the bed. His next movie. We're gonna be talking a couple years from now. Why are you uh, hating oh, on Ari Aster? I'm not. I'm joking. Makes me mad. It worked. <laughs> All right. What else did you see, Nick? Oh, Roma's great. Shit, let me pull up the list. On Netflix, just watch it. Yeah, come on. Which one? Roma. Roma. Oh, yeah. No excuse. Uh, then I watched Vice, and I'll be straight up with you. Big short for me a couple years ago is when I was first getting into the movies, and I think it's a masterpiece. I've seen it five times. Vice, kind of a letdown, because I think what the big short did well was it took this kind of boring conflict from the inside, and it exposed it all, and it basically made it super entertaining, in my opinion, to watch in this super creative way. I agree. Vice tried to villainize and play um, one side. It was almost like watching Michael Moore the movie. And you know what? I think Michael Moore makes decent, good documentaries from what I've seen. But I think sometimes they find themselves playing to one side when there is definitely gray area in some parts. And I think that's what this society and this culture is definitely lacking right now. There's no gray area, um, and it's all extremes. But you know what? I still gave it four stars because the performances are great. It's still told in the Adam McKay like kind of weird, uh, uh, tingly way, I'd mm-hmm. say, is a good way to describe it. Great cinematography. Greg Frazier shot it, who is one of my favorites, and he's shooting Dune. I, I definitely highly recommend it. Because, yeah, what I heard about it is instead of playing it off like a satire, almost like the big short did, it kind of becomes self-indulgent and plays to what everyone already thinks. So it's like – Kind of a weird story structure too. Um, Definitely kind of a twist that I wasn't expecting thrown in there, but at the same time – Actually, no, you know what? That was probably the best part of the movie. It It can't be a twist if it's a a true story. No, I know. I think I know what he's talking about. Yeah, there's a twist in there, and it's it's a good – it's a good direct, how's, good direction in that. How's part. George W? Pretty good. Pretty he has good. Rockwell good. Yeah. I feel yeah, like he's Rock, got to be. The I feel like Rockwell is just a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, so okay. I feel like that's I feel a like, pretty cold take, but I agree. Uh, I didn't get three billboards. S- wasn't my favorite, as everyone knows on this podcast, or maybe they don't know on this podcast. Anyway, then I watched Three Identical Strangers, which is up and uh, it's up and coming for probably best documentary this season, uh, Oscar season. And it was really good. 
uh, I'd go as far as saying everyone should watch an amazing documentary. There's one, I'm not going to talk about it, but there's one major problem I have with it. And I'm not going to talk about it because it's the main climax of the okay. documentary. I really didn't like the way they portrayed a certain aspect of the three brothers' lives. But, I mean, that story itself, apparently a lot of people tried to make that documentary before. And it just they didn't have enough pieces. But then there's this one aspect um, that comes out. And that's what completes the documentary. And it's just an incredible story. Honestly, you could have shot the thing on a freaking Android from three years ago. And it would still be an amazing Where, documentary. Where'd you watch it? Rented it on Xfinity okay. uh, with my girlfriend's family. And they all enjoyed it too. And then we went uh, right after that and watched Minding the Gap, which leads into uh, the next one. They really enjoyed it. That was my fourth time watching it. Amazing documentary. Uh, it's the... Out of all the documentaries I've seen, I think I only saw three of the front runners for best documentary. That's still my favorite. I think that that story was way more complex in the fact that you'll never get a story like that again in the culmination of their lives. Whereas Three Identical Strangers, like I said, multiple people tried to make it. Mr. Rogers, all that archival footage is available. And I'm not discrediting those documentaries because to me, Three Identical Strangers, four and a half out of five. Won't You Be My Neighbor, five out of five. But I think Minding the Gap is a once-in-a-lifetime film. I get what you're saying. Because at first when you started talking, I was like, I don't know. Like, there's always been stuff about abuse and stuff like that. But now I get what you're saying where these three people exist, so you can constantly talk to them about their stories. But this one is kind of, like, real in mm. it, like – even though every documentary is real, but you know what I'm saying, where it's yeah, like you picked up footage. No, I get what you're saying. And to be honest, Mind of the Gap, I don't think – I gave it a five-star. I think it's a, a great – almost. it's almost a perfect documentary, but I don't think it's a perfect – I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to play Homer because it's from Rockford. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? I don't it's know. It's good. It's good. Well, it's literally impossible for us not to have some sort of bias to the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's... the thing is, we I was watching it with my girlfriend's family, and the way they portray Rockford, Illinois, in that film is not good. But what I tried to explain to them and what I tried to say is that people that are watching in Arizona, people that are watching in California, when they hear the statistics, they don't hear Rockford, Illinois is bad. They just hear a struggling city. Yeah. They don't care that people live there, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can separate themselves. They don't They don't have any connection. So when we hear that type of stuff, it kind of hurts. Um, that's the only part that I really didn't like about it, but that's why I had to remove that, and that's why I gave it a five-star. Yeah. I, lo I love that part when you start getting the voiceover of, like, WIFR. Yeah, yeah. Talking about how horrible Rockford is. And then last thing, I watched her just two days ago, and uh, I'm going to keep this simple and short because that's how I feel about the movie. It made its way into my top ten already. I may be jumping the gun. Top ten of all time, he says, by the way. I've only seen 900 movies in my life. And you know what? I don't give a damn what people think about me. I'm going to put my favorite movies <laughs> hey, in my top ten. respect. I was just and, clarifying your point. That's fine. Yes. And I think that there's very few movies that hit me like that. I truly believe that. Did it hurt when it hit? No. It's just – it's truly – in my opinion, at? it's just a movie about love. And the cinematography is some of my favorite of all time. Hoyt Van Hoyt. How do you feel about camera. Chris Pratt in it? I think he's fine. That's probably like the weakest part of the movie to me. Um, the score is absolutely insane. And I'm very sad that you cannot buy it. Uh, Spike Jones, I kind of hate you for that. Or not buy it, but stream it. Who did Wait, the music for it? Arcade Fire. Really? Yes. Oh. And and uh, I forget her name. It's a but little hipster movie. It is. It's a, bro, you know I'm what? A I, don't give a, I don't give a hell. I like a movie. I'm going to like it. No, I respect um, it. And I think Joaquin Phoenix gives an incredible performance. Scarlett Johansson's voice could 
man, she is, I could marry her voice. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I don't really think she's the most attractive human being, but her voice could do wonders to people. She might not be the most, but it's, she she's, is she's on the list. <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean? I, I just had a great experience with it. I never checked the time. You know what I mean? You can just tell if you're really no, yeah. in a movie. Like The time was flying by. And I just really good for was, you, man. Yeah, it's a good. I'll time. check it out. I'll it check it out. Time. I'm glad. You know what? I don't think you'd really like it that much, Tyler Bourne. But that's okay. That's what movies are about. I'll Why? say this because I've known you for about six years now, uh, maybe five. What about five it? Years. Would I not like? I don't know. I just don't think you'd connect with it as much, and that's okay. But we'll see. I, Maybe I, you could prove here, me wrong. I need to rewatch it because when I watched it, I was disappointed because I think I got went into it overhyped. So tamper your expectations. A little I've bit. never been that hyped for it, honestly. It's, like I've heard so many people say, and I know I got nominated for a lot of awards the year it came out. I've never seen it, and it's one of the it's one of the prettiest movies you'll ever see visually. And keep playing, hyping. Playing the other side, I'll I don't, say I'll, give a f- I'll say production design. Production design is incredible in the movie. Cinematography is incredible. Performances are great. But to me, it had the similar problems of The Shape of Water, where I just couldn't connect to the love story being told. Sure. Which is fair. And I feel like I just may need to revisit it. I think that's just within your DNA. You have no heart. You, you know that's completely no, more pathetic. <laughs> movies that's are designed true. to make you believe what you're seeing is real, right? Like when you watch Lord of the Rings, you're so into the world and the characters and that's okay. that you, you buy into hey, it, right? Listen, and that's okay that some people believe it and some people don't. That's what I'm saying. No, like, I bought in. That's, I, but, me, but then again, me and Nate agree on the same aspects of Shape of Water. That's my point. But I thought that. No, yeah. That's why maybe I need to revisit it, you know? So it's, you, it, it depends on when you watch the movie as well as because what, what you're watching. Also, what I love about it too is it's a, it's a sci-fi movie, but not too far off. Like oh yeah, it's maybe like that's what I love 40, the design of the years, movie, and I like that it's not a dystopia. I like that it's it, we're in the future and the world isn't collapsing, but there's definitely technology differences and societal differences. But uh, the, I have to say the art design, costume design, set design, amazing, amazing cinematography, every aspect kind of hit it off for me and i think that's why i love it so much yeah i'll revisit it all right that's all i watched i'm done with the podcast everyone uh thanks for i'm just kidding go ahead um most of the movies that i saw we've already talked about because i saw most of them in theaters but uh aquaman three stars favorite five stars and then i saw bumblebee i forgot about bumblebee um honestly disappointing for me but i still had a decent time it's not terrible but I cannot believe the critical reaction and response it got. It made me think the movie would be way better than it was. I think what happened was is everybody just didn't care because the last five Transformers movies haven't been that good. I'll say last three haven't been that good. Or three out of the last five have been trash. Two are good in my eyes. Which ones? One and three. Okay. They're one, like One is fun. Three, I'm like, okay. Two, terrible. Four, I couldn't believe four, it. I was four and watching. five are easily the worst. Two is bad, but four and five are unbelievably two. Two bad. is almost to the point where it's like so so bad that it's funny. Like all the bad stuff in the movie just yeah. makes you laugh because it's so bad. Where four is just boring. A Transformers movie oh, is boring. You don't know what's like, going yeah. on. It's just bizarre. But so my problem with Bumblebee is that I thought the script was terrible. I thought it was very poorly written. All the dialogue was wooden, bad humor, bad family dynamics going on. Like everything was super generic. They tried to make it too 80. I hate this like 80s nostalgia thing. And it's like, let's go into a room. She has posters of every band from the 80s that you've ever heard of. All she wears is band t-shirts. And it to me, it's just like pandering. I don't think it, it's not, I don't think it was done well. Um, the best parts of the movie is when um, Travis Knight, everything on screen is CGI. 
So then he feels free, like he can move the camera around like it's an animated movie, yeah. right? And he, that's when the movie's actually fun and stylistic and stuff. But when it's not, when it's just live action stuff, it's super generically directed. Like, you could have told me any name on the planet. I think he's way better at directing animation. And it shows in this movie when you see the CG scenes of all the Transformers doing cool stuff. The movie's all right. There's some stuff in it that's whatever, but... Uh, I don't really think it's much better than any of the other Transformers movies, to be honest with you. I think one and three are better. In my opinion, this is pretty much on the same level. I'd say, for me, it's at the same level as one. Uh, I Going into it, I was really excited for it. it. It was giving me Iron Giant vibes, and it definitely continues those Iron Giant vibes. Iron Giant is a far superior movie, but... Um, yeah, it's just some things are a little tropey, but I yeah. enjoyed all the things. I thought Bumblebee was great. I think every time he was interacting with things, I thought it was endearing. But also, I don't know why he's so stupid. That's what I don't get. He's like this super – he's literally like a super intelligent being. Shape of water. Him, shape of water. No, that's different because that thing has no language, so it can't communicate. This is like a super intelligent robot, right? But it's and not – they treat him like a dog. Like he goes into the house. And Shape of water. He breaks the entire house. Like a, like he has these eyes that tell him where everything's at spatially. He knows exactly how far away everything is at any moment. And then he goes into this house. He just flops around and breaks Like everything. a bowl in a china shop. It was stupid. It, it's just dumb, and I don't think it's that good. Next. It's my I had ongoing. a decent time. I don't plan I think, on ever watching I it. I think uh, the action was directed more cohesively than any Transformers movie that we've seen. That's a fair point. I gave it two and a half stars. Would you give it an eight? Three. Uh, three three star banger. So we're pretty similar. I'd I'd give it a. I'm I'm on the positive t- tomato spectrum though. Yeah, give, I'm getting a negative because everybody else gave a positive and it sucked. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful life. I watched it for the first time yeah. ever on Christmas. Still need to watch it. Great movie. I think Jimmy Stewart's one of the best actors of all time in history. He's so compelling in every role I've seen him in. Um, so that was a lot of fun. The, I have one issue Will with the movie. when better. it finally gets to when it finally gets to the best part of the movie, which is when he sees the world with what it would be like had he not existed. Spoilers. Well, it, <laughs> it came out in 1946, so I think it's okay. <laughs> what is that? 70 years ago. When the embargo lifted. Spoilers. <laughs> so oh, um. God. Well, what I what I wanted to happen was like I wanted him to realize that you know. Like he, he, to me, the reasons he was happy when he got back to the world was that he's back in his own world again. He wasn't happy because he realized what the world was like without him. He was happy that he was still alive back in his own world. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I didn't buy into the resolution of the movie. I thought they kind of misplayed how it should have been portrayed to the audience. So to me, I think it's very good. I give it four out of five, mostly because I think Jimmy Stewart's a master um roma four stars it's one of life four stars rewatched fellowship of the rings i read the book for the first time i love lord of the rings five star. i'm not even gonna, i don't know what <laughs> yeah to say we already about talked it. about it enough what i also did watch though with it and so i have the extended edition so i have like the appendices and there were like uh 20 dot like little docs about the making of fellowship love them and they were all great and it made like that it made me appreciate the movie more because then i understood like all the backgrounds are miniatures that they built and then the compositing is of the miniatures that's why it still looks pretty real is because it is a real object they just you know yeah composite to be the background and the scenes and stuff so you have and it's just so inventive the way he was able to direct and the the force perspective throughout yep. the whole thing watching all how they did this and there can you stop dude I'm Can sending, I'm sending a shout-out to Sam Libby. I'm sending Don't a Snapchat. Shout-out to Sam Libby. So, um, 
I don't know. I think Lord I, of the Rings. I don't know how you could force your brain to work like that and direct a movie in, like almost entirely in forest perspective. Exactly. And then to to find out like just every yeah. single shot they had to build. Did you know they built two sets? of almost everything, one big and one small. So if Frodo and every, or if Elijah Wood and everybody was sitting at a table, as hobbits, they'd have a giant table. So it looks like it's their midgets. And then in the same, it's crazy how they did everything, dude. I, I love it. Um, great movie. Rewatch <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Excellent. We already talked about it. Best animated movie of the year. Should be nominated for Best Picture over any other superhero movie that came out this year. That's that. Uh, <laughs> Period. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. It, uh, I watched Phantom Thread with my girlfriend because I thought she would really like it. Again? Movie. For you, right? You watched it again. Did you say, did you say it again? I'm really confused. You said watch Phantom. Phantom Thread with my girlfriend. I, did you, is that the first time you saw that film? No. Okay. That's, yeah, that's all Nick That's was all asking. I wanted to F and know, dude. No, I watched it last year when it came out. You know who I saw it with? Shout out to Russ Bus, Russ Oltman's. Not a movie for Russell. Not <laughs> a not a Russell movie. Russell but he listen to this damn podcast anyway. Why do we give him a shout out? No, anyway, um, so I watched Phantom Thread with her. I love that movie. I think Daniel Day Lewis and uh, the lead actress, whose name I'm forgetting, are outstanding. Um, they, their chemistry, the story as a whole. I, I picked up on like some little fairy. It seems like a old fairy tale like with a Grimm's a, tale. Yeah, like a Grimm Brothers. I love that movie, man. I think it's great. Paul Thomas Anderson's best. It's his only movie that I've seen. PT. <laughs> Watch Punch Drunk Love and get back to me. I watched it like 20 minutes of it about six or seven times, and I can't stand that movie, dude. I don't think it's that good from just Just what watch seen. it all the way through. All right. I watched Killing I of a Sacred Deer all the way through, you and then I watched, And then I watched Wonder Woman again. I think Wonder Woman is a very good superhero movie. Falls apart in the third act just I because agree. it gets a little CG heavy, but all the stuff with, like, some stuff in the third act really does work with Steve Trevor. I love the scene where she there was a big explosion, so it's his, their last moment. She can't hear it, and then she thinks back on it, and then you hear what he said, and it's like, oh, that was a great moment. I saw so I, I like some of the stuff they do. It's just like the battle itself gets a little out of control. It's a little long. Um, but for the most part, it's a great superhero movie. It's way better than Aquaman. If you disagree with me, you're way dumb, better than Batman versus Superman. Way idiot. better than Justice League. Way, way better, better than Justice League. Way better than Suicide Squad. Not better than Batman movie Superman <laughs> or Man of Steel. Way better than about two thirds of the Marvel movies. No, hey. Yep. No Man's Land scene, top five superhero scenes in history. I was going to say, it's been talked about a lot, but dad was watching it upstairs and I stayed and watched. It's so good. That scene is so good. I yeah. told my I told my mom and sister who I was watching with before the scene, I was like, this scene you're about to watch is the only reason I sat here for an hour and a half <laughs> to get to this point. Like, I just want to see this. And it is so it's good. So, and when she's jumping through the buildings, oh my God. And that's and then you watch and then the thing is is that Justice League followed that movie up. Well, no, so but here wanna... here's the thing about Wonder Woman compared to Aquaman, right? Just real quick. In Aquaman you have action scenes where if you just watch the action scene of, of No Man's Land and the and a good action scene from Aquaman, whichever one, you might think that the the scene from Aquaman is directed better. It, it and it might be but the, but the meaning yeah. and every and the build up to that moment is so much better it's almost it. like the script was better and the direction was better and the cinematography was better and the acting was better and you're just saying was better now and you... no it's all makes sense and you're just going against it because you don't like what? wonder He's... woman as wait. much as batman versus superman wait no 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 stop he was you talking literally about just ruined my point what i was talking no, about. i agree with that's you, why tyler. i don't like podcasts tyler i agree that's with that's why you. i don't like being friends with you <laughs> get out of my house is that Thanks, everything Nate. i appreciate it that's everything i've seen okay 
I Wonder agree Woman with you. four stars. What are we at? About two hour podcast? So far? No, it's only about an hour right now. Oh, good yeah, time. Buster, your movies. Yeah, I've done about one oh two. I only have a couple that we haven't <laughs> talked about. Yeah, who wants? To, who cares about what Nate says? <laughs> <laughs> well, first things first. Mortal Engines. Let me tell oh, you about man. this movie. Premise, very interesting. At first, I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Very interesting premise. Uh, everything else about it is very young adult. You, you can predict every twist that happens in the movie. Um, I mean, good performances. Like, I wasn't really thrown off by any of the performances, but very tropey. Some things I'm like, you didn't have to go there. And then it just kind of feels rushed, but I guess that's everything that happened in the first book. Like, my girlfriend was talking about it, like wanting to read the books. And I was just like, did they just put everything into like one movie? But no. What's better, Dark Tower or Mortal Engines? But they did change a lot from the books, I guess. So does the ending have like? Does it? it do they want? It, are they trying to make it into a series? It could, but honestly, it could just be its own movie too. That's like I feel like it ends. What's yeah. better, Dark Tower when they try to fit ten books I into one movie in an Tower. hour and thirty? Okay, what's better, Maze Runner or Mortal Engines? Maze Runner. Okay. Is more. I think endings. Maze Runner. You at least have the same director, and it's the same vision throughout all of them. Yeah. Um. I've only ever seen the first Maze Runner, and I thought it was. It's fun. not bad. The series is not bad. It was way better for the first hour and ten minutes, and then once it gets into the crazy stuff, you're like, why not just keep it where yeah. the story was funny? Maze funny. The only one I didn't see of Maze Runner is the first one. Really? Yeah. Maze. <laughs> Maze I saw the third one in theaters. <laughs> the, uh, Maze Runner. Maze Runner. I watched at home, and I saw the other two in the theaters. Maze Runner one. Good movie. Maze Runner 2. Death Cure? Is that Death Cure? Yeah. Mm, Maze Runner 3? No, 3 is Death Cure. 2 is the Scorch 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 Trials. Trials. Yeah. I like the premise of the Scorch Trials movie itself. Um, Well, interesting. Well, so my question about Mortal Engines was the scenes with the giant cities that drive around are they cool like yeah, are yeah. scenes i think well like directed? i said yeah i think is it believable is it like a cruise ship how does that work it's just giant there's like the giant cities right and then there's like small little villages that the giant cities will eat why to get power because like something happened where it's fucking stupid something something happened where the the world is like of course it's like post-apocalyptic everything's dead on the planet and they even talk there was some things that i was just appalled by because they they talk about us like they call us the ancients like this generation like we're the ancients so they have like phones and stuff so it's interesting but then they just have a minion and i heard about that and i was like i almost left i was like i don't know if i can watch this. like it's like towards the beginning like of the minion? movie too like the from minion despicable from me. me i heard that's in the movie it was, did they say this is an ancient they artifact said they love these things i was like oh my god would they make I, the movie was, four years ago but honestly since since it was at the beginning i think i liked the movie more because i was i thought the movie was gonna be way worse <laughs> than it actually was was <laughs> I, was most of the problem the fact that the story sucked? yeah like, it's, it's just, just so tropey yeah like, i feel like that's a, the one of the reasons why lord of the rings is so good is it's not the hero's journey like uh, you're the we like, get it Tyler you like Lord of the Rings yeah it's good it's Lord of the Rings is better Peter Jackson you can tell is barely involved in this he was just giving his buddy that helped him on Lord of the yeah. Rings a chance at hey, directing a movie you know I, mean? I think it was directed fine but very, the script is like what I mean by is the chosen one story the like the reason Game of Thrones is good too though is because Jon Snow isn't he's not the traditional like hero like Harry Potter the chosen one anything that's just the chosen one it's boring we've seen a thousand times now you know what I mean yeah the best fantasy isn't that so stop doing it. Yep. That's okay. Uh, then and I saw Lord the, of the Rings. The favorite talked about that. Bumblebee talked about that. The movie taking the internet by storm. I watched Bird Box. Everyone, the yeah, movie. Hey, put Boop. it in our title so we can get yeah. fifty extra views from uh, all the Facebook viewers. I watched Bird Box. Okay. 
Okay. It's a Netflix movie. It's better than Bright. I'll say that. Really? I, you think so? Yeah. I think Bright has a more interesting premise. This is pretty lame, but like the acting in this movie, all the acting's good. Yeah. I think it's just kind of the way they play the story since it like flashes to the f- like the past and the future, you already know which ones survive and stuff, so you lose all that stuff like thinking like you're not stressed out for any of the characters because you know they're probably going to die. Why would they do that? I don't know. So then you're just sitting there like watching the movie just waiting instead of instead of like on the edge of your seat waiting to see what happens. So you're Quiet just Place is better. Waiting. Oh, Quiet Place well, is better by far. So I'm of the camp that I just thought a Quiet Place was all right. It's not bad, but it's, it's all right. Is well, I hate this. You'll probably you'll probably like it less than I did. Okay. But I, I, I thought it was fine. It's just it's just so impressive that like what movies the like why I don't know why this is such a big movie when because I guess Sandra Bullock's in it. Sandra Bullock is great in it. Trevante Rhodes is great in it. It almost doesn't it seem kind of random almost what movies blow up sometimes yeah. like Aquaman. Why is Aquaman <laughs> getting making so much money? It's, it's like, I mean, we, it's we like, never really talked about society. People, Society picks random movies that they like. Look at, love people love Jason Momoa. I don't know why. Like I like Jason Momoa, but like everyone loves this guy, so that's probably why they're seeing it. They follow everyone follows him on Instagram. Everyone. But that's loves what I mean. There's life. no like real reason for it. he didn't do it. Not that he didn't do nothing, yeah. but it's just like it's just almost random luck. I will say I enjoyed Aquaman. I think better than Bird Box. Like why did Aquaman, wow, which is really coming hot off of Justice League and trash from the DC? And it it's fine. It's not outstanding. And I don't think most people think it's the best. But why are so many people seeing it? I just don't get it. And the end reveal at Bird Box, I think it's kind of clever. But at the same time, when it was revealed, I was like, can we spoil it? I was like, oh, we'll spoil it off mic. Yeah, we'll spoil it off mic. But like, I'll never watch I wa- like at the end, I was just like, oh, OK, I, it's pretty clever. But at the same time, it's like I was kind of hoping for something more than this. Also, you no, no, don't go in thinking you're gonna see what they're seeing because you never do. Which well, I, I heard, feel is I for the, I feel is for the better. I saw on Reddit though that someone released uh, a picture. Well, of, there was there because they were supposed to show, pe- but then they decided not to. But they had like the well, it's supposed to made. it's supposed to you're supposed to see your worst fear or like something that you're What's conscious self conscious about. Cause like the, it's kind of like in the quiet place where a quiet place it just says like an asteroids hit the planet and that's where they came from. This one they don't even say that they just say it's here. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. And the bird box is just a box that they have birds in that senses when the things are around. Just so you guys know what right, the title what, what, what is. What do you meaning. got up next? Castle in the sky. This movie is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's that's every the same thing. I, every adjective you can use to describe a beauty in a movie. Um. It's impressive. I'm constantly impressed by Hayao Miyazaki movies. Can you this just be honest my... that you only like animated movies? Can True. You just be honest about it. Fact is, I Why only do you enjoy. Why like them better? I've never said that I like them better. Nate just likes colors. But let's be honest. <laughs> Nate likes animated movies better than live action ones. Sorry uh, that my Apple Watch notifications. I th- I, are hey, off. to be honest, I think you can do more in animated movies than you can do in. A, I like imagination, guys. Definitely That's true. What I'm gonna you say. You can definitely do way more. Yeah. So I'm. I just like in this movie. The story is great. Um. The kind of themes that it hits on are great. I think the characters are the most enjoyable in a Hayao Miyazaki movie. Um, everything's lovable. There's cute stuff. There's action. It's rated PG, and it's almost as violent, not as violent as Princess Mononoke, but almost there. Um, but, yes, I suggest this goes to the, the top of, especially you, Tyler, since we've been watching some of them. You should go. I wish I would have saw it in theaters. Like it's, really? Yeah, it's that How good. How different is it? From like Howl's Moving Castle, 
I thought it. I always thought it was house moving castle. How? House, what, what do you mean? Like you how hear different? the leather creaking right now? It, like, are they similar there's a stories? No. Are they similar stories? No, 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 no. Okay. No, like that's that's what's like. I can't believe that this like they come up with these stories. Like, because I was expecting it to be similar. Like that's a castle or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's completely different. What you think this movie's about? It's not what it's about. And um, yeah, it's just I haven't seen any of that dude's movies. You should watch them, Nick. I think you'd like them too. You think so, dude? Yeah. You brother to the brother. Brother to brother, I Start think you like it. Start with Grave of the Fireflies, though. Yeah, so Just that knock, you can never that watch one it out again. first. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, it's great. Uh, my probably my favorite Miyazaki movie. Um, well, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. You watch it again, again baby. <laughs> movies it's so are, good. Movie's incredible. Also, I just all I'm gonna say is that's great. My favorite movie of the year by far. Um, is it really? Yeah, by far. Um, yeah, everything, every, everything about it, I love. Hello, welcome to the Taylor Brothers. <laughs> every, everything, everything I like. Bye-bye. Everything I love about. I don't know why you guys are screwing. <laughs> Screw Nate, dude. Give uh, us a two star. You guys are just sitting back Five watching banger. the football game as I'm trying to talk when I sit here and listen to yours. What the hell, Nate? You can't call us out, <laughs> people. But anyways, I love everything about this movie. The details in it are incredible. I watched a short little behind the scenes of how they did like the music and stuff for it when they did live turntables and stuff to scratch when these, um like holding Peter Parker behind him and going through all the things. And it's like the scratching, like the DJ scratching. They did it all live and recorded like that cool. instead of, it, it's yeah. Top five for me on the year will probably stay there if not go up. I, I still just can't believe how they were able to do justice to so many Spider-Man storylines in one movie. And really, I, I, they can't, I can't believe it. They on a perfect masterclass level. And like it, and then it's just more than that. Oh, I don't know. It's, and they do the villains well too. Like yeah. Kingpin, they give him like they give him good motivation. It's developed just enough. The to way where... they way they do they do those scenes are interesting. Like where there's a lot more style than most superhero movies, even oh, if it is animated. For but like sure. how it's like watercolor paintings that he's like clicking. It's great. It's great. Uh, I watched another Miyazaki movie, Panyo. Very cute, very fun, pretty very much a children movie, much like Totoro. But I like this one better than Totoro absolutely gorgeous really yeah absolutely gorgeous of course score um four out of five for ponyo five out of five for castle in the sky okay um ponyo great vo- great english dub for this one tina fey uh is like the mom and her character is amazing it's like the most like the that mom if every mom's like that then the world would be a better place but did you watch english dub or sub for uh, castle in the sky english dub that's good too uh what's his name Vanderbeek plays the kid. Vanderbeek? Yeah, I forgot what his name is. His f- he's in James Vanderbeek. He's in um, Dawson's Creek. Never seen that. Okay, one. well, he's also in Room Three Two Seventeen Three. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't listening to half the conversation. Am I? In we it? know. We know you're not. But great. Honestly, most of the English dubs for Miyazaki movies are great because Disney kind of puts out a casting call for those ones, mm-hmm. and Disney can get whoever they want in their it's movies. It's always a great cast yeah, every time. Every single time. Um, and then finally, I watched yesterday, I watched Mary Poppins Returns. Had a fun time. I'll say that it takes a sort of similar story to Christopher Robin, and I feel does it better. And yeah. also, the um, I love the musical numbers in it. I think it's great. I think Emily Blunt is completely fantastic. Like, deserving of an actress, <laughs> deserving of a nomination, not the win. Maybe, really? Yeah, maybe. She o- over Tony Collette. Do you think? No, not over Tony Collette. <laughs> Tony Collette deserves to win the Oscar. Yeah. Um, but she was 
incredible and it shows how talented she is because then she can sing too and she sings really well uh lin manuel little you can tell that he's playing it up a little bit because he's used to theater when you have to like perform a little bit more than you but it plays well in the movie because a lot of the movies like that plays very... Wait, he's in he's actually in the movie right yeah yeah who does he play um not the, the kids dads or no no no. he plays like basically the dick van dyke equivalent in this i've movie. never seen the original okay well it's like just the partner okay gotcha um uh, he he does a great job. His musical numbers and dancing is great. Um, very imaginative. Uh, the best part is like similar to my favorite part in the original Mary Poppins when they go kind of into a two D world and they exist in this two D world. It's fantastic. Um, other than that, it just very by the numbers as you would expect a Disney movie to be. That's why I was a little bit disappointed, but it's kind of what I expected going into it. But I was definitely along for the ride, especially carried by Emily Blunt. And okay. to a lesser extent, but still there, uh, Lynn. He just, <laughs> you can tell he, it's his first movie, and you can tell that he he has a future, but it's still like he's playing it up to the camera instead of Emily Blunt masters it, like being on camera, while Lynn's used to being very theatrical with his performance. Lynn Manuel's still a legend, and I'll fist fight anyone else that wants to come my way. What's up? I agree. What was your score for Mary Poppins? Uh, three and a half. Okay. Five. So better than Christopher Robin, uh, but you know I still funny. enjoyed I still enjoyed mm-hmm. Christopher Robin, but Mary Poppins was a similar story told better. I feel is that all she wrote? That's all she wrote for this uh, New Year New Podcast a reboot of the Talent Brothers Podcast Experience. Hey, let me do let me retry this intro because I was gonna, what I was gonna say was hopefully we were we were off the podcast for just long enough to give all of our wonderful listeners that. That feeling, like man, I just haven't listened to that amazing podcast in so long. You know, you really get it. They have that ache. They're just like thinking about it, and now we're gonna put it out, and thousands are gonna listen to this one every Monday in 2019. Lock it in, Talon Brothers podcast deal. Uh, what's going on, guys? My name is Nick Talon. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Chef Boy RD. If you want to sponsor us, give us an email at thetalonbros at gmail dot com. Also, open to Scientology and Tom Cruise directly. Thank you guys for tuning in. It was a good episode, and hopefully, you're not bored by this point of the show. And we'll probably have one listener right now. Goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening. There's going to be a lot of nice new content from the Talon Brothers and Tyler Bourne in uh, 2019. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming back. I'm excited for that. We're going to try to do more stuff uh, movie-related. We may dip our toe into some movie commentaries. That might be fun. We'll but definitely spoil Game of Thrones. For people definitely we'll spoil Game of Thrones. Um, but um, podcast every Monday. Just expect it. Hold us to it. Yell at us if we don't post it because then you it'll don't get need us. to. I mean, no, and it's children. well. You if, can you can just blame Nick for not having the podcast over the past three weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Talent Brothers podcast, and we'll be back next week with another one. Fuck. Whoop, whoop. Good pod, boys. <laughs>